You are listening to LGR Reviews on the Let's Get Ready Network. On this network, we talk about the movie trivia showdown, the first class league, sports, Star Wars, movies, TV, and more. If you're interested in supporting the network, you can subscribe to our Patreon at patreon.com slash LGR Network. And please leave a rating and a review of this episode. Enjoy the show. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to another edition uh, in myself and Alex's uh, Matrix review series that we've been doing here on the Let's Get Ready Network. This was a big one because this is the brand new movie that just came out that we've all kind of been doing this rewatch for. So uh, we'll kick things off here. Uh, We are live here on YouTube tonight, which is a lot of fun. And as always, I'm joined by Alex. How are you doing tonight on this fine Sunday evening? I'm doing good, man. Uh, how about yourself? Yeah, you know, it's uh, it's cold as hell here on the, the northeast part of the United States, but uh, we got snow and ice and all, all sorts of stuff, but um, it was a very relaxing holiday and uh, had a, you know, pretty pretty good time with family and everything and, um, you know, nothing too crazy. You got a lot of candy and chocolate and all sorts of good oh, stuff boy. like that, some new clothes <laughs> and everything, but uh, yeah, how about you? How was your holiday? I was pretty good. Um yeah, some candy and stuff. I got some movies, and so I was happy about that, and got to spend some time with family, good food, and and you know it's great. It's great to get back with the holidays, and um, it, you know it's a little scary, specifically with uh, Omicron rising yeah. in the country, and so we all, you know, I say this for everyone, we all got to be a little extra careful right now, and you know, especially get vaccinated. Um, yeah, highly endorse that. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, man, uh, Matrix Resurrections, new film just yeah. came out, uh, directed by Lana Wachowski, yep. um, starring Keanu Reeves, Carrie Ann Moss, a lot of returning faces that we've seen in prior uh, the prior movies um, that we've recapped on, on Let's Get Ready Network, as you can watch on uh, YouTube and uh, on other streaming platforms such as uh, as a Netflix and oh wait wait no that's that's the wrong thing. No. Disney Plus <laughs> no no Spotify and I just I know I was I was just messing around <laughs> with you guys but no um, you can find us in the ma- on the Matrix uh, network yeah uh, yeah <laughs> but uh, yeah man uh, let's kind of talk uh, first here about our experience with this movie uh, as I said in previous reviews the the first three Matrix movies I didn't actually see on the, on the big screen. I watched it on DVD after they were released or whatever. Uh, so this was my first time experiencing a Matrix movie on the big screen. And uh, it, it, to be uh, honest, I got into the theater for the first available showing just down at my, my local kind of rundown theater here in, in Vermont. And uh, nice. uh, for, it was like a 4.30 uh, in the afternoon showing. And uh, got got in there like 10, 15 minutes early so I could get the popcorn and everything. And it turned out I was literally the only person in the theater. So I don't know what that says about the box office. I know it hasn't done particularly well. And obviously with the option to also watch on HBO Max, which, uh, which I did today to, to prep for this uh, review, I yeah. went back and watched it a second time on HBO Max with the subtitles and everything so I could get a little bit more of the dialogue. But um, what about you, Alex? What was your uh, experience seeing this movie? Um, so I really wanted to see this in the theater. 
and I'm currently out of town right now, and I'm in a place where it's kind of very populated, and uh, the cases for uh, Omicron are, are really growing. So I was a little worried, um, hesitant about that. So I decided to just just uh, just um, break the ice and watch it on HBO Max. Um, I, I do plan on seeing um, this movie in the theater, hopefully um, around the time if if it's still around. Um, but I, uh, what was funny is that I rewatched all the films again with my parents, just so I get, uh, just absorb everything I could, which allowed me to watch the the second, third movie again for the second time. And, um, I'll be honest. Um, I like those films a lot more after seeing them a second time. Um, Interesting. you know, uh, I know we, we have a lot of, uh, <laughs> we have a, some different, different thoughts on. <laughs> each of the sequels but um honestly yeah. i thought they i i like them a lot more look they have their problems i think we can all say for certain films that we cater really like like but yet they have their own problems you can still enjoy them i think like eternals eternal like marvel's eternals that came out recently yeah. it has a lot of problems but i really enjoyed sure. that movie and i really like the the balls marvel had and 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 what they what they what they did with that film compared yeah. to other ones um but yeah, I watched it uh, at the courtesy of my own home or my uh, you know getaway home, and um, yeah, it was it was enjoyable. Yeah, I think I got lucky in the sense that the one screening I saw didn't have anybody else in the theater, so I felt very very safe That's and good. everything. Uh, That's and good. it was it was nice to have that theater experience with the, the sound and everything. And you know, um, we can sort of get into it here and talk about this movie um, because I think you know. Similar to our other reviews that we did, we may have differing opinions on it uh, and everything. Um, yeah. But interesting what you said about the Eternals uh, and Marvel sort of having the balls to do something different. I am sort of in agreement with you there on that movie. I, I really liked Eternals. I know a lot of people did not. But uh, in terms of – I thought it worked in that sense for the most part. Yeah, that movie has problems. With this movie – uh, I think similarly, they took some some, some serious uh, ri you know uh, risks. They did something different, at least at the beginning of the movie, like the first right. act. Yeah. And we'll sort of break it down here. But the way we sort of started this movie, it's interesting. I said they do some did something different because the start of this movie, uh, and I'll pull up our first little bullet point uh, here: Matrix retread. It's kind mm -hmm. of the first scene of the first movie literally shot for shot again kind of with different actors and some of the characters that we meet um bugs obviously we'll, we'll talk about her uh observing the scene with sort of trinity and there's this different sort of character different actress that's playing the role and everything and it goes slightly different towards the end but i would sort of agree with um i think it was greg alba uh from the real rejects said uh in their sort of review that they did their initial review that he had some like terminator genesis vibes going into this uh opening and I see that. yeah i uh i definitely could see that as well it was like trying to recreate the first scene of the first movie all over again so that's kind of how i felt about the beginning of this movie at least and and i i get that it was sort of to establish breaking morpheus this like computer generated uh, program version of Morpheus out of the Matrix and his sort of role as Agent Smith to sort of start here. Yeah. Which was weird and different. But also, um, 
hit some of those same beats. And I think that my sort of first overall thought here is that I, this is kind of what I wrote in my notes and I don't know if you have any notes, but I got this uh, whiteboard oh, here. Boy. Uh, um, so, uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. This is, this is a lot of movie here that we have to sort of break down, but the thought that kept coming to me the second time I watched it more so as I was watching it throughout the entire movie is that I feel like this movie hits a lot of, or tries to hit a lot of the same beats that the first Matrix did, and even some of the later ones as well, but I don't think as good. Uh, that's just my opinion on it overall initially, but I'm curious of your thoughts on sort of that and this sort of opening that we get to this movie. Um, this this opening, um, yeah, it's very reminiscent of the first one. Of course, it pays homage to he heavily with the opening scene of the first Matrix. Um, instead of uh, oh, cutting and opening up with the flashlight in the in the first movie, it cuts with uh, um, two or like um, police officers walking into a corridor as there's a puddle on the floor. And it's reflecting two of them kind of showing, uh, uh, kind of displaying a little bit of the theme of what this movie is going to be about. And we'll get into that a little bit. And actually someone in the chat actually said, a little bit of um, something kind of what I was about to say is that it did remind me a lot of the force awakens, mm -hmm. um, especially with um, uh, our new or our so-called Morpheus played by Yahya Abdul, Abdul, Abdul Mateen the second. It's a Sorry, tough one to say. It's a, it's a tough one. Um, I love this dude though. He's great. He, he's great. He was great. He's candy. Great man actor. And, uh, yeah. Black, Black Manta. Um, and, and, and um, you know, and Watchmen. He was great. Just great. Uh, I highly recommend that show. Um, but yeah, it was that moment with her, with him and uh, Bugs, played by uh, um, he Jessica Henwick. Jessica Henwick, yeah, yeah, she's great. Um, she's the highlight yeah, she's of this movie. She's the honestly, her and Trinity, I would say, yeah. are my favorite parts of this movie. She is, she is the She'll highlight. Get into of a little bit more, but that scene where they yeah. interact, where they're like, "Are you, you're an agent, right?" And he's like, "No, I'm not. No, I'm, I'm wondering what you're doing here." Like all that, and that kind of banter, like that really remind, gave me some Force Wagons vibe. And I was like, okay, this could be a really cool way of like kind of going into this whole thing. The modal program and everything, it kind of got a little like, okay, what what is this? Oh, it's about there. This is a thing where it's trying to evolve a program. It's a st simulation trying to do that. So that's something yeah. new that to this world that we get introduced to from the get. Um, and especially uh, a new Morpheus, a new looking Morpheus. Um, and I have also have a question for you whenever we, uh, as we progress throughout this review, um, yeah. regarding the casting of, uh, this new Morpheus. Okay. Um, but yeah, I, I like the opening for this. I thought the action was great. Um, you know, what's weird is that there's this, there's that scene where, in, um, when, when, uh, Bugs gives the pill to, um, um, Morpheus, Morpheus and he, yeah. you know, they go through the halls. And that and that is one of the halls we see in the second movie in Reloaded, right? Where they go through all the doors with the key maker, you know. Yeah, because they, they mention him initially. They say something about the room with the keys, I think. So exactly. And obviously, um, the key maker's long gone by this point, which we'll get into like the timeline of everything a little bit as well. This is a very like technical niche kind of question, but like you never really see those like cut or those like uh, edited shots where they slow down the footage instead of using slow-mo like when he's about to like fall down he's walking through the corridor it's you know how like it's very slowed down it's it's like something that used that's straight out of the 90s you know what i'm talking yeah. about yeah did that does that stuff kind of bother you 
by any chance? Or because I think they do that a lot in this movie. A little bit, yeah. Uh, it's a very weird effect that they use. Um, the whole like, um, which we'll, I'm sure we'll get into talking about later. The scene with um, the analyst uh, and slowing down when uh, he's like shooting a bullet at Trinity, and it's all slow, and Neo can't yeah. even do anything about it. That yeah. effect. Not, not talking about the plot yet, but like that that effect in particular, it, it is kind of jarring. Uh, that, that's the perfect word I for think it. That's, yeah, that's the, how I would describe it. But yeah, it does kind of feel like something you would see out of like the X Files or Twin Peaks or something back in the day. That very like jittery. The movie uh, frequency. Slow down. The movie yeah. frequency had that. Yeah, I love that yeah. movie. By the way, that's a great movie. If you've never seen it. Um, but yeah, yeah it, it, I just kind of, it, it was kind of funny seeing that effect kind of played around in here and yeah, the action was. scenes from the get were pretty, were pretty good. I was wondering where that one Trinity went. Uh, yeah. That, yeah. And they're like fake Trinity of, or whatever. Yeah. yeah. She kind of disappeared. I was like, she did oh. just kind of disappear. And I felt like this scene in general, like, I'm like, I kept thinking they were going to somehow maybe come back to it, but then they just feels like they skipped over a lot between here and then where we see these characters next. Yeah. Um, you know, and it seemed like they were in a bit of a dire situation and then there was almost like a cliffhanger and it then it cuts to Neo's like computer and this sort of blip is happening inside his his controlled version of the Matrix. Um and yeah, I I don't know. I just it, it felt it, it felt like kind of kind of almost um not unnecessary, but just that it almost was like felt like it was just there to introduce this ver new version of Morpheus and, and uh, introduce uh, bugs and everything. And it, I, I don't know. It just it was, it felt weird. It was weird. That's the yeah. <laughs> best way to yeah, sort of describe you. it. I got you. But yeah. I think in, in general, I want to shift the conversation a little bit here. For sure. Uh, back to this old like, retread uh, discussion. And I want to just summarize that it seems like We've been having a lot of these kinds of movies over the last, like, five, six years. Um, I mentioned Genesis earlier, Terminator Genesis, which actually came out before um, Force Awakens, which everybody sort of talks about Force Awakens as the one to start, start this kind of member berries, nostalgia bait sort of genre, almost, if you will. I'll, I'll coin the term, I'll, I'll the term for, that Koi Jander said. Yeah. He said it was nostalgia. Nostalgia, yes. That's what I like to call it. So, so we had, yeah. So we had like Terminator Genesis and Force yeah. Awakens in the same year. We have had Jurassic World came out around that same time. Same time. Uh, same year. Creed recently. Yep, Creed recently. We've had Ghostbusters. Um, we've had, uh, you know, uh, what else? Like Predator. A lot of these movies have tried to like bring back that sort of nostalgia feel for some of these, you know, maybe big franchise movies that came out in the seventies and, and eighties. And now we're sort of getting that. And then with the nineties with matrix and I feels like it falls in that same nostalgia category. And I think just for me personally, um, I'm getting a little sick of it. Like I didn't see the new ghostbusters movie for that reason. Cause I knew it was just like going to be this, total nostalgia bait member berries filled type of movie. So that's just my own personal opinion, but I get that right. I get the appeal and I get why it's so popular and makes all this kind of money than this movie aside, obviously it doesn't look like it's going to make very much money, but do you have any more like sort of overall thoughts on the, the nostalgia genre in general 
and how this Matrix movie fits into that. Um, look, and and um, I remember I was there whenever they started doing that thing, and it it, it feels like it was just yesterday that they started doing the Force Awakens, and then they announced the new Ghostbusters, and then Creed, and um, you know, um, a lot of this, you know, it is all nostalgic, and it, it's something cool for a creators to come back to that are very passionate about these properties and um i'm 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 grateful for hollywood to give these chances for uh creators and uh creative and uh, creative individuals but sometimes it's you know, if it just can be very much uh, like a cash grab look every movie is a yeah. cash grab regardless every movie is a cash grab you can't uh but the matter of it the matter of it all is the fact that well is there a lot of thought that goes into this? Is there a lot of heart that goes into this? Is there a lot of passion that goes into this? That you gotta consider all of those facets. But at the same time, um, some of these have worked, and some of them haven't. I think Creed has yeah. worked. I think Force Awakens worked. Uh, whether you you know what you think about Last Jedi and Rise of Skywalker, they didn't have a plan. I got I get that. But yeah. for when these films like got ignited and, and they started, um, yeah, I I. I get your I get your point. Um, I I am feeling a little, I don't know, like a little bit like I don't know if we really need to do these reboots. Uh, yeah. Um. You know. I think. Yeah. I'm trying to center myself, Ferris. Thank you. Um. I'm working on it. <laughs> maybe, maybe. 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 Yeah. Um, Friendly maybe suggestions Dave. in the chat. Yeah, he's wondering what this uh, Al. Uh, Danny wants to know what, what Al is all about here. It's Alex. Alex. I just Come did on, like Danny. AI, A L like <laughs> AI kind of, I don't know. It's a theme. Anyway, go on. Um, no, no, that's just all I have to say. Like, you know, I, I like, I like some of these uh, nostalgia kind of films and some, because sometimes they work and there's a lot of passion in them. And sometimes there isn't yeah. um, for this movie. Um, I'll just say this, this isn't completely, say exactly how i feel about this movie but i feel like and this also goes with star wars i feel like there needs to be more uh sometimes not the creator the creator of a particular property can't always flesh out the best ideas for every um every creative uh it, what i'm trying to say is that like the wachowskis they probably need to sit on the bench for a while someone else needs to come along <laughs> I, that's that's what I'm trying to say. Sorry. That, yeah, I was look. Say it a different way. But look, no disrespect to Lana. Uh, she had some really really cool ideas. Absolutely. With this movie, and that's and what we'll we're talk gonna, about. Yeah. We'll, we'll talk about it and and get into it here. But I'm kind of with you. I feel like they, they haven't really. I mean, they peaked so hard with the Matrix. You know, the first Matrix. And I feel like every movie they've made since then, they they keep trying to like maybe one up themselves, or or she keeps trying to like try to. I don't know, like, do do the... This feels, like, very crowded and overdone it's a lot very, of times. There's a lot. There's a lot they, they that, that she put into this. Also, yeah. I mentioned, yeah. Uh, you know, talking about nostalgia, Vermont Mike uh, sent a comment about Cobra Kai is the only franchise yes. to be nostalgic, right? That is a great example of this nostalgia done amazingly. I haven't um, gotten a chance to see it. I'm, I'm waiting for it to get in the right mood, and I'm going to watch all the Karate Kid movies and it's then so binge watch Cobra so Kai, so... Movie. It's Absolutely, so I hear I hear great things, but yeah, um, I I'm curious. I want to get a third opinion in, uh, on this because uh, I I'm just I'm really interested about. I mean, we got a lot of movie to talk about as well, 
but I'm interested to continue this conversation about nostalgia and nostalgia bait movies. Uh, and somebody I know that it has, I think, certain opinions on the genre as well that I want to bring in here uh, to talk about this with us. Oh, sure. uh, it's it's none other than our own no, no. Justin Hamilton, Hollywood Hambone himself. Uh, what do you what do you think, man? What about what what we've sort of talked about so far? Caller number one. Listen, I'm gonna yeah. tell you right now. <laughs> I'll tell you this, like the thing about like nostalgia is, is I think that a lot of the things that we get today is nostalgia, like to different levels, uh, not just like just straight up like movies that are obviously like uh, this, right? Trying to go back and capture that magic of the first Matrix that got so popular and everything else. But you think about it. This whole MCU thing, 20 something movies now. It's kind of based on nostalgia from when we would go to the store and buy like that Spider-Man comic book or the X-Men comic yep. books. And, and we would read those stories and we loved them. Right. Like, so we already sort of know these stories. So like all this stuff is almost nostalgia, like even a little bit with Star Wars, like uh, doing certain things, you know, like what there's a reason why the Grogu was brought up. There's a reason why Baby Yoda was like sent to us in the Mandalorian. And why we loved it instantly when we saw it, because like we thought about Yoda we and all that stuff like that was like a nostalgia pool. Not now the whole show wasn't. That's why I said it's varying degrees. But like all these things, think about it. Like even though these are new movies in the MCU and they kind of change the story a little bit, they're all based on nostalgia, to be honest with you. Because these are stories that we went and collected in comic books and loved it and grew to love these characters way before there was a movie about them. Like Spider-Man was a big thing. X-Men was a big thing before the movies ever came around. Like, and then we had the movies. So we went to the movies because not because we didn't know the origin of Spider-Man. We went to those movies because we wanted to see Spider-Man on the screen because it'd be cool. Why? Because of our nostalgia of being able to see like these characters do that. So like, I'm not going to hit on a lot of things like even that eight bit Christmas movie. Like, that's nostalgia from the Christmas story. It's just a different way to tell a tale and a different thing they use. They use the nostalgia of us going and buying our first video game system, right? If you're old enough to remember, like, when I got my first Nintendo or whatever, that's what it was. It was a movie to drag me in because, like, oh, man, you know what? When I, I remember how hyped it was when somebody got the Nintendo and you got to go to their house and play it and stuff. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Whatever, right? Um, my biggest thing with this movie is... I actually really like the beginning of it. I loved the whole, oh shit. Are you telling me that there's That's a possibility a that the three movies that we watched at the very beginning, that whole trilogy was actually just a video game. And we were seeing it through the eyes of the creator who had like something maybe messed up in his head. Like maybe he had some kind of issue or some kind of problem. And like, uh, because of that, like, think about it. Like a lot of like rock stars, for instance, possibly make some of their best music when they're high on shrooms in the corner and they write some music yes. or somebody I can comes attest up, to that. Yeah, yeah. Somebody comes up with like a really cool <laughs> story to tell or write or whatever. Right. Because like uh, they did this or that. They were in a different frame of mind. So I actually love the fact of that. Like, I'm not going to lie to you. I was kind of hoping that this movie even though it kind of started to change, right? Like, but we really didn't know, like, oh, shit, is, 
like this guy just getting messed up in his head again. And now he's going to write like a, another sequel to this game because that's what they were trying to do. And he's doing it now being in his like messed up version of his head or whatever to come up with this great story again. Cause he can't do it. Like when he's just sitting there being like himself, like, and I thought that was an interesting take. And I was kind of hoping that that's how the movie would sort of end. Well, we find out that this whole thing that we've liked this whole like movie genre that we've got into like actually flipped on a dime and it was literally this guy creating a video game and we were just seeing it through his mind's eye, like how he was seeing it and how he came up with the story. I actually thought that was going to be like a really cool, like story to tell there and something different and something new to be honest yeah. with you. So I got kind of let down when it was just like, Oh no, now the, that, that whole story you set up at the beginning didn't mean anything. I, I like, like that idea too. The problem is I think that is a huge uh, make or break moment for people for the audience mm -hmm. particularly sure and like yeah. as much as it's like the last jedi it's like you know it i mean right luke throwing the, the lightsaber over the over his shoulder yeah it's, it's I mean, that it's, kind of did that like when i watched this for the first time and i love this opening like i was just involved i was like what is going on here like he made the games like what like what's going on um yeah. and there's a lot of questions that happened in the first act that are kind of like wait why what does that happen but um yeah, it, it, it's just such an interesting way to introduce this movie and, and, and how to construct it. And, uh, you know, we get the idea that, yes, it's called Matrix Resurrections. So there's some kind of resurrecting that's going to happen, whether or not it's um, it's it's the it's a game coming back or he realizes he's not in the Matrix. And, um, you know, Justin, you were talking about how and, and Dagan, we we're all talking about nostalgia and stuff. There's even a point in this movie where. Uh, um, the guy who's going to be who's going to be playing Smith, uh, Jonathan Groff's character, who plays as uh, Keanu's boss, he says, "We're essentially telling the same stories, just branding them differently and then doing things here and there." Mm -hmm. And um, that's where we also get to the idea about this film being very meta. Yeah. I was all wondering what do you guys think about this movie being very meta. Um, yeah, I. Yeah, I mean, I, I've watched a bunch of reviews on this movie already, and uh, I think almost everybody has brought up this idea that the first part of this movie is very meta. And I do like that um, Lana took a risk here in the first act of this movie by introducing this concept that maybe this guy named Thomas Anderson uh, created this video game and it's sort of all in his head uh, kind of thing. Um, and I think I, I was watching a Mr. Sunday movies, uh, which are great. You definitely go check yeah. out their channel. Like um, they did a breakdown, I think of that first trailer and they were sort of talking about certain fan theories and somebody, I think, uh, almost hit it on the head by saying that, um, this is maybe going to be, uh, that uh, Thomas Anderson is an actor and that he was in this series of movies called the matrix. And then he's sort of watching it from a perspective of being a, just an actor in this movies and then it's revealed that it's actually all real that it all, all happened um and then similarly it is kind of like that concept but with the video game instead where he creates this video game and i really do like some of the ideas that were introduced here and that concept uh and i know it, you were saying it is a make or break moment for a lot of people um i think for me it was a make moment um i'll get into sort of my opinion because i was a said and uh, alluded to i had very mixed feelings about this movie overall yeah. but i actually really did like the first part of this movie and that idea of it being a video game i thought it was actually pretty genius 
Um, my thoughts on the later part of the movie when it kind of does just become Matrix 4, um, we'll, we'll sort of get to. But that general concept, I really did, I really did like. And we'll sort of talk about some of the actual, you know, setup for that as well. But um, I'll, we'll get Justin's thoughts yeah. on it first. <clears throat> well, here goes the thing. And 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 uh, Mike over here, like I'll pull up his uh, comment. Is like fans would have been pissed if they would have said it was all in his head. I don't know because I don't know if thing. I would have been. Well, here's really the thing. The first Matrix flipped us on our head. They, if they, if they, yeah. they flipped us upside down, they made us think something new. You know what I'm saying? The problem, I think, with the, the following movies was is the magic that happened for the Matrix was that flipping of the head, right? That that flipping us around, making us uh, think about something like actually like, oh, my God, like this is a cool concept. Well, part two and part three. You already know the concept. So now that part that that kind of like gets you and clings to you is gone. So now you're based on just like the story and the action at that point. Right. So like my thing would have been like this would have been a cool way to flip this whole thing back around. Right. Like it would have been this thing to where if you would have done that. Right. Like where this is all in Neo's head or whatever. Right. Like if this is just in his head played out a certain thing, this was an opportunity to like flip it back around and make you think totally opposite of what you thought there in the first one. Right. Like, so it would, it could have had that capability of doing that. I think that was sort of a missed opportunity because that's the part about matrix that, like I said, I think people really love because like, you're right, Dagan, when it turns into the matrix four, when it becomes like the matrix again, man, dude, all the action, like, and, and the stuff they did was just like pales in comparison to what they did so many years ago and it's kind of sad yeah. because like they have better technology now like they they could have done yeah. bigger and better things yeah. overall like there even though the first matrix isn't like super action heavy like you didn't start getting it towards the end like you got the cool like karate fight like in the dunge, dojo or whatever and then like uh you went but like th that whole scene when they're walking into the building and they've got all those guns and stuff and the music kicks up that whole scene was shot, done, looked amazing. It was something we never seen before, kind of stuff like that. And then it moves on to even bigger and greater things towards the end of the movie. Like when you see him like, oh, shit, he just stopped a bullet kind of deal. Or he just got shot six times. So like now he's got to be dead. And like what happens, happens. It kind of like, bam, it's like a big moment. And this film, it was like, okay, uh, I was expecting because we've had almost 20 years. I mean, that movie's freaking old. Like the first Matrix came out, like what year? It was a long time ago. 1999, right? Yeah. yeah. So, and, and now you're in 2021 and you didn't impress me at all during any of those things. Like literally there's like two to three scenes where a bunch of bullets are coming and it's like, he, it's like he was part of like he was like he was Kylo Ren to be he honest. He does the same thing. He would just raise time. his hands. He did it like two or three times during the movie. Yeah, he just raises I, his hands push. bullets. He has the force push. That's yeah. that's the biggest critic. A big criticism that I've heard a lot of people have that I absolutely agree with is that Keanu Reeves, aka Neo, who we've seen is a fucking action star in John Wick. These close hand to hand combat scenes are just off the charts amazing, and in this movie. He barely does any of that, and when he does do that, it's so quick and so fast-paced, and the rest of the movie, he's just putting his hands out and doing this, like, force shield thing. It's such a waste of Keanu Reeves as an action star. I think, movie. like, I got two things that I think hurt this movie, because I don't think this movie, because I, I like it. Like, I mean, I know I'm being, like, critical of a couple of things here, 
but I like the movie overall. Like I give it a good score. I give it like a six and a half, which means I like it. Like in my grading scale, a five's right there in the middle. I don't feel any way about it. So anything above that five, I like and enjoy. Okay. So a six and a half, even though that's not the most, uh, you know, huge grade or whatever. And some people be like, oh my God, you don't like the movie. You only get it a six and a half. No, technically I like the movie. Like I do like it overall. I will watch it again. Like, I think it's uh, yeah. good enough for me to go and revisit and like give it a, you know, a chance and maybe look at things a little bit differently. But I think two things is bad about this movie. One of them is timing. We just saw a movie that blew everybody's socks off, like not even two weeks before or maybe even only a week before uh, this movie came out. And that's Spider-Man No Way Home. Like that clean the clock. You go and watch this movie and there's you're you're going to naturally get that letdown because it's not No Way Home. Like, let's be honest here. It's not yeah. that good of a movie. It's not that great. All right. So I think that's one of the things. But also what you just talked about, Dagan, when you see a Keanu Reeves and like the John Wick movies, Mm -hmm. which is still going and continuing to this day, the things he's able to do in those movies that don't even involve him supposed to have special powers. And then you go into this movie where he's supposed to be all kick ass and badass and have special powers. You're like, bro, he did cooler stuff in the John Wick movie I just saw. Like, yeah. so I think that right there kind of hurts the movie as well. Like, I do think that that drags the score down and interest down uh, for some people because of that, because of that reason. Uh, it's just, you know, to me, it's just one of those things. I think this is running off a little bit of a bad time. And we've seen a version of John Wick or, or Keanu doing some really cool stuff in another franchise. Then you have the Spider-Man No Way Home coming out right before it. So when you go see it, like I said, it's going to be a letdown. You're, you're on that high. There's going to be a letdown. And if you don't do things as good as Keanu does in the John Wick movies, like you're going to be whatever. And another thing with this movie, to me, I wish they would have uh, uh, told the story better. But at the end, when you find out that, no, Trinity's the one with all the special gifts now. Like, I was, I just thought that was like come out of nowhere. There wasn't any reason for it to happen. Like, what was she like? Why did she get all the powers now? I just don't understand, like, why that happened. Like, right? Like, yeah, uh, are we gonna I just go think that, that part the of the movie? story should have been set up a little bit better? Yeah, I mean, we'll talk about that towards the end of the movie, but sort of getting back to um, what we were going to discuss here, uh, we were talking about the plot a little bit. We talked about the beginning of the movie, we were bringing up Keanu and uh, the acting, right? And I think some people have criticized, and, and we'll talk about acting here a little bit. Keanu's performance in this movie is maybe not the best, whereas maybe in the John Wick movies, he gave this amazing uh, sort of performance overall. Um, I haven't seen those movies, so I can't say one way or the other, but I think for this... You haven't seen John Wick? Yes. I have not seen the John Wick movies. The poor guy is 75 years old. Give him a break for oh, Keanu. Man. Come um, on, man. But I thought Keanu was fine in this movie. He was being Keanu, and I think that that's what we needed we don't need much more of that for Neo. I know? thought, well, I thought Keanu was Neo in this movie. That's how they set yeah. him up in the original trilogy. I thought, like I, I thought yeah, I, I thought yeah. he acted like he was supposed to act in this movie. I thought the acting in this movie overall was okay to find. Like, uh, even so at some points, great. Like, there was, I think, I don't think I could bash anybody for their acting in this movie. This movie has, no. this movie I, has a woe moment. It does have a woe moment, and I'll tell you what it is. When he gets the pill. In that theater, after going on the train, he says this. 
fuck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, that is was, that's great. I did yeah. like that moment. I love that moment. But no, uh, and, and, but I, I don't think anybody's going to criticize this movie for acting and stuff. I think everybody in the movie did fine for what the movie's supposed to be, right? Like, everybody did fine. Is there any Oscar nominated? Hell no, there's not. We all knew that going yes. into the movie. No, but no. Uh, with that part being said, I thought everybody did okay, and some of them were even great. I don't think any problems with this movie is going to come down to acting. I think a yeah. lot of it's going to come down to the story and how it was told, it is, right? It and is. those little things I was talking about. Like, bro, we know Keanu can do some amazing junk. Why didn't we get to see a lot more of that? You know what I'm saying? Like, and, and by the way, the, um, <clears throat> the, so Trinity, we find out later in the plot though, uh, Trinity is, uh, is a girl named Tiffany in the matrix. And she has right. a husband and a couple kids. Chad. husband is Chad, also <laughs> known as Chad Stahelski, who directed the three John Wick films. And so. Interesting. Yeah. And you know, I'm glad my boy got some screen time, but yeah, I, I just wish there was a, a big letdown for me, Justin, as well, was a little bit of the action. And look, we just got a great Kung Fu movie this year called Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. And I know, I know they had that, that it's the action in this movie should have been as good as something like that. And it wasn't. And that was the biggest letdown I th I had for one for this movie. There's a lot of problems I do have, but we'll get we'll get into them in a little while. But um, yeah, I thought the action I thought the acting was was pretty good. Um, there was one scene. It wasn't really. Uh, I well, I'll just say this. I think character written wise, there is some questionable stuff in here. Um, it rhymes with um, Merovingian. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah um man oh shit i feel so look bad. i will say uh some great acting in this movie i especially from carrie ann moss as trinity i think she's great jessica henwick as bugs, bugs is the really best. she's the best the villains though however uh i had some issue with the villains yeah. um neil patrick harris is doing the neil patrick harris thing as the analyst and we'll talk about that character a little bit as well later on, I'm sure, in more depth. But for sure. it didn't really do much for me. Uh, I didn't quite get his motivations. I didn't really – I thought the, the portrayal was a little weird. Um, and then this this guy that plays um, uh, the face? new Smith, yeah. Jonathan Groff. Yeah, I, the great Jeremy Johns uh, said that he he's not he's not Smith. He does not feel like Smith at all, and I would agree with that. He's there's no resemblance of Hugo Weaving whatsoever. I don't know what Ian Bliss has been doing the last like 15, 20 years, whatever. But it, he, getting him back as like not Bane, but as this character, this kind of character that's Neo's you know, like business partner or whatever that helped him create this Matrix video game thing, I would have been fine with that. This guy just did not do it for me as Smith. It was like a completely drastically different character. Maybe that's what it was Christoph. supposed to be. Kristoff in uh, in Frozen. He's also in this great show called Mindhunter on Netflix. Um, I yeah. love the first two seasons. If you guys have not checked that out, please watch it. We need a third season, by the way. But um, no, I don't think he had the, had the same kind of gravitas as uh, as Hugo Weaving. Nor did I think uh, Yaya had as much gravitas for someone like Morpheus. And they're both great actors. Don't get me wrong. They're They're great. It's just, it's really questionable as to 
the reasoning for them being resurrected in their certain way instead of uh, putting the same actor back in the movie. I don't think yeah. Hugo Weaving's doing anything right now. Um, they <clears> maybe they just didn't want to do it, but I kind of agree with you. Like, it made sense to me, like, when they were not in the Matrix, maybe just people to look differently because it would make sense, right? Like, Neo's mind wouldn't click, right, if he's not in the – or if he's technically in the Matrix, right? But, like, they're trying to do this story where basically everything all ended up being a game like all that other stuff wasn't real. Like you don't want to have things uh, trick his memory. So like our, or, or, or make his memory like jog or whatever. Right. Like to where he starts remembering things. So like, it makes sense for people to look different. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like for them to have them skinned to someone else. I thought it would have been cool is when they actually got into the matrix, the old school people were back. Like, and I get it. Like you can't have everybody back or whatever, but like I said, yeah. they might not want to play a part in this and, they're done with it and stuff like that. So I understand they had to make a choice there and it is what it is, but I don't know. It's just, I just don't feel this movie was a movie. That's fine. It's okay. It's enjoyable. It's not bad, but it's like, I didn't leave the theater going like, Oh my God, I'm so glad that I got to get this part of the story. Cause it's, it, it changed everything or it changed anything. Like, I don't feel like when I walk away from that movie, it's just like, okay, cool. They just come up with a way to kind of reset it and then turn around and do his thing. That's what I'm saying. I don't know how the fans reacted. Maybe the fans would have been pissed if they would have said, like, everything just happened in Neo's mind. But at least when you walked out of the theater, you'd have been like, oh, damn, they got me. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'd have came out of the theater or, like, even watching it on HBO Max, I'd have, I'd have finished watching it on a little bit more of a high note going like, whoa, cool, dude. You know, they shit, but they've had me fooled all these years. I bought that. Oh, the matrix is real. And now it's a video game. Like I just thought there was an opportunity because they could have made you do that double swerve, right? Where they trick you into no wait, the matrix is real. But then at the end, have a, have a way that you wrote the story to where all of a sudden, like, no, it's like this guy goes kind of crazy for a little while but like while he's in that he has these like really cool stories that play out in his head and then like he comes back and uses them for whatever like uh for entertainment purposes and stuff i don't know it is one of those things but um heh, is it it's just kind of tough like to me because i don't want to hate on it too much like or, or say a, a bunch of bad things because i don't truly dislike the movie it, and like I said, it may be like a uh, recency bias just because of like how big of a high everybody was on from the theaters. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Spider-Man during freaking COVID during a pandemic's about to hit over a billion dollars, man. Like it ain't doing Crazy. that for no reason at all. I was yeah. in line for Spider-Man. There was an 86 year old woman buying a ticket for that. This movie shouldn't have been on HBO Max. It shouldn't, it shouldn't have been HBO Max, and they, they definitely could have waited till the spring to release it because it's getting destroyed by I think there Suicide Squad and all those movies. Like, yeah. I, like I, you know, it, again, I watched I watched uh, the Matrix Resurrections on HBO Max first, and I, I granted, I still want to see it in the theater. Um, it's but it, you know, again, this plan had its had its has worked in some ways. And then other ways it hasn't. I think the, yeah. the Sopranos movie it did work really well. It did made a lot of numbers for that. And then that Dune that, as well. Dune, yeah. Really and well. I think Dune was a was a good thing because a lot of people don't even know much about the property. And yet, if people were a little like hesitant on maybe buying a ticket for something that's so big budget and so epic and has this weird kind of IP to it that they might not like, like they may not like, it, having HBO Max gives them the advantage of just at least trying it out. And um, yeah. 
you know, that gives a little bit of leverage for a sequel to come around, even if they put it out in theaters. But, um, Dagan, you want to talk a little bit more about the story and like, yeah, a, a, to it? sure. A few other notes that I had here. Um, I, I wanted to say that Christina Ricci was very random and just was kind oh, of yeah. Yeah. underused. I wouldn't have mind seeing more of her. Uh, yeah, she's great. Yeah. I, I, she's a great actress and wouldn't mind more, Underrated. but that pet, the packet that she has uh, to display, uh, it says M4 on it. It looks like a fan poster I maybe made for a potential Matrix 4 in high school, just in like Photoshop or something. Yeah. Uh, that was really great. The scene where he, uh, where Neo meets with Smith at the beginning, uh, he points out that the kind of this, uh, you know, cityscape of, of the skyline and everything. And he ma makes a comment that it's almost too perfect to be real. Had a very similar experience recently on the beach uh, in Florida, just looking out in front of the ocean, going like, "This is just something too perfect about this. Like, we must be living in a giant fucking computer simulation because it really does feel like that sometimes." So, interesting concept there. Uh, but yeah, as we kind of go through the first act, uh, Neo does find out that this Matrix video game thing that he created is in fact real, uh, and Morpheus tries to kind of pull, come in and pull him out. We have the sequence where he then gets shot by um, by Agent Smith, um, but then like sort of transforms into this conversation with Neil Patrick Harris's character, which gets introduced as the analyst here. Um, and we'll talk about his motivation a little bit as well. Didn't really quite get it, but I get it was more of a story beat thing. Um, and then we get another scene where he's sort of on the roof, and there's this idea that he's a suicide survivor, which I found kind of interesting and that he tried to like, you know, off himself by jumping off the, the building there and then nothing happened. And then we sort of get that reveal. Jessica Henwick's character comes in to extract Neo. And then there's this whole sequence on the, on the train, which then leads to uh, this extraction scene with Yaya Abdul-Mateen's character. Again, a very sort of similar setup to what we saw in the first matrix. And they're even playing scenes from that uh, first scene in the Matrix, um, where with Morpheus's introduction on this like this big projection system, so that was I found very interesting. Um, and but I do I do have to say that the train sequence, uh, the better CGI train sequence of the year award, go definitely goes to Spider-Man um, because this was just kind of a mess in a few different spots. I thought with the action, I did like the. The Matrix face mask that somebody had on the train. I thought that was really kind of cool. With can I, can I just but, say, yeah, go ahead, Alex. I was just going to say that, um, you know, what's very interesting throughout all these movies, what I've kind of realized is that we do know that Neo is a coder in the first Matrix before he gets into it and all. But honestly, we don't really know much about him, right? We don't really know much about him, like what he what about he Thomas was. Anderson, particularly. Basically. Yes, yeah. Um, and it's interesting that we're so invested in what his actions are moving forward, rather than um, what he who he is personally, and because it's always changing. I think that could have been a cool story idea they could go with maybe in the future if they want to bring back Neo. I think that that I mean that's just something that just came up to me. Um, I think it's. <laughs> Wachowski's get on in. <laughs> Someone, please. Um, I mean, hell, I'll see if I can write the damn thing. We'll see what happens. Um, but no, I um that was just something I kind of just wanted to mention. Um because it's cause Nia, cause 
I, I do like the whole thing about Neo having these struggles with uh, like almost like PTSD or something, or like his, he's having like an identity crisis where he doesn't know if it's reality or not. And it goes back to the ideas of the first movie where it's like, does this feel real? Should it feel real? Kind of like what you guys were talking about with the beach, mm-hmm. you know, like was, is this is, looks too beautiful. Or what is this? As we can kind of talk about here. Oh, um, Merovingian. <laughs> um, you want to talk about it now? <laughs> oh man. Uh, well, I want to get Justin's thoughts on on this first. Uh, if you have any other thoughts on the first part of the movie, because we kind of just summarized, mm-hmm. I think, like the first act before it sort of devolves into uh, the continuation of Matrix Revolutions. Like, really, I'll tell you and, what. Like, and Alex just brought up something pretty cool. I thought that they yeah. could have done in this movie was actually tell us more of a backstory by flashbacks or something. Like maybe uh, he goes to get into this 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 like where he's starting to see things or whatever, but then he starts to remember even before like the first part of the Matrix, like when he was thought he was like in a regular world and all that. I thought that could have been cool, but that's a pretty cool little thing. But I was actually uh, higher on the movie at the first part of the movie because I was like, like I said, oh my god, has this whole thing been a ruse this whole time? Are they about to flip this on us again? Like, so I was excited about right. that possibility. What is this right? really? So, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So like, what's going on, man? Is he really like, they really did have me believing at the beginning of the movie that there was a possibility for something like that. Right. Because you kept going back to a psychologist and like those right. seems seem very real and everything. So I was like, yeah. all right, cool. So I was getting pumped up for it at that point. And I know that these stories don't just have action to action back to back, you know, through them. They always have like a little bit of letdown because like you're uh, finding out more about the world, which is fine. Like, I like that. It don't need to be action 100% of the time. So the first part of that movie, I was like happy with it. I was, I was like, all right, cool. Like, oh man, there's possibilities here. Like what's going to happen at that point of the movie. Yeah. And then it just, uh, it does kind of turn into um, the continuation of matrix revolutions. Um, We do see Neo get pulled out of the matrix uh, and, sort of pick up from where we left off where he dies at the end of matrix revolutions. And we see that he's sort of separated in another pod. Uh, there is Trinity and the machines have sort of brought her back to life. So we do get a lot of this kind of, um, very CGI heavy machine world extraction of Neo, if you would. And this is where the movie sort of kind of went off the rails for me a little bit. Um, as we've sort of, if you've been following our reviews here on LGR, you know my thoughts on Matrix Revolutions. I'm not a fan of that and how heavy on CGI they were. And this is where it kind of just went for me like, oh, here we go. This is what I was sort of not so much dreading, but like hoping they weren't going to kind of do or maybe retcon a little bit where it's just like there's so much CGI and there's all this like, flashing and you know the sentinels and all this stuff I thought it looked good i thought it looked good yeah, yeah the animation i guess a little bit improved over the last 18 years or wherever it's been but i still was not crazy about the idea of sort of continuing that thread i'd almost wish they had gone in a different direction of you maybe just it is like, all in the real world yeah maybe this is a, a recycle a new version of the matrix so to say like the last one was the sixth matrix now we're on the seventh to the eighth or whatever it is but it is in fact like 60 years later chronologically i think 
from where we left in Revolutions, and then we get sixty years. Yeah, sixty years. Yeah. So there's some from. stuff that's changed. There's some stuff that's improved, as we've seen. Uh, ever, ever, but there's certain characters that are a lot older. Certain characters that we presume have probably died. Um, like Morpheus is most likely died of old age in reality, and this Morpheus that we see that's Yao team blah, blah blah blah. Sorry if I just botched the name horribly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, we'll call him Yaya. Yeah. Um, his version of Morpheus is, in fact, this like computer-generated, program, sentient, weird, horrible CGI version of Morpheus that looks like that face at the end of Revolutions that I just cannot stand at all. Oh, um, yeah. I, I look, I it's an in, another interesting concept, and the fact that. Uh, Neo has sort of combined Smith and Morpheus is kind of an interesting idea and created this program that sort of helps them out throughout the movie that is sort of a new Morpheus. But I, I don't know, man. I'm not a big fan of it, especially the way it was animated a lot of times. I love Yaya, and his performance I thought was really good uh, as this new Morpheus, and I think he embodied a lot of what Lawrence Fishburne brought to the table in those original movies. But... I was not a fan of the, the, the over the execution of it overall. Yeah, I just yeah. um I, I I like the whole I do like the whole thing about the uh the rogue the sentience and this what were they called? The sentience, the 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 good ones. Yeah, sent sent it's spelled weird. It's like S E N T Y N because I had the subtitles on when I it's like watched this on HBO. But it's sentinels yeah. or something. Sentinels or I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's like that. Uh, I like that whole thing about the war, um, between the robots and stuff and how they kind of come together. I, I like the animation with Yaya, um, but I didn't wait. So what was the? I I didn't get this. So why wasn't he? in the actual real matrix because his form actually died. And so he came back. Is that what you're saying? Well, like the real morph Morpheus, like, yeah, like when, when they were in the real, when they were in the real matrix, he was created yeah. from the form of those. Uh, I forget. I don't know what it's called, but he wasn't, um, he wasn't there. Um, it was, it was very confusing. They didn't really, I don't think ever make it clear. Okay, so um, I, I was curious about that. I didn't understand why. Yeah, because there was that bit with Naomi later with the statue of Morpheus, and we do get a little bit of background of what has ha what happened with Morpheus since. I think I, we kind of presume that he's probably dead, but that this Morpheus that was created was, yeah, used from previous uh, parts of maybe of Morpheus that were in the Matrix. The science of it is, is always a little bit confusing and a little convoluted, and I think that this movie at this point, kind of tried to do too much and did get really convoluted and messy in a lot of places. And I think maybe this is one example of that. Um, there was a lot of stuff that we got with The Matrix and, and uh, outside of The Matrix now is like IO. It's no longer Zion, but it's IO. It's a new so, evolved version. Yeah, so we got like just so much. It felt like just a massive just dump of exposition and then we get even more exposition dump later with um uh what's her name the little girl from matrix sati. revolutions sati so it just i don't know man it just got it got to a point where it was really confusing for me and hard to follow because there was so much stuff happening um but we did i think want to talk about one thing in particular so when they do finally get neo back into the matrix to look for Trinity because the third act does become a 
uh, find and save, extract Trinity from the Matrix uh, type of deal, um, which, again, I think maybe harmed the movie overall. The fact that it went from, like, this big meta exploration in part one and then or in act one and then act two was, like, Neo's story and trying to get him out of the Matrix and then following after the events of Matrix Revolutions and then act three just becomes a uh, Trinity rescue mission. So it was very, like... I think the two trying to do too much in three in the three act structure. This movie was did feel very long as well. It was like two hours and forty minutes or so, just over two and a half hours. Three hours and twenty minutes, pretty much. Yeah. So uh, too much, I think, going on for us all to follow. But I wanted we wanted to talk about the scene with the Merovingian and uh, Smith and this just like this shit store shit show. I think I would call it. On yeah. screen, because I was, Not, I was. This is just too much, man. To me, this is the sad part. Why is, you gotta be my boy like that? Come on. Yeah. But to me, this is where the sad part is. Is I think there's yeah. like this thing they could have explored in 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 any one of the Matrix movies where we actually live in the real world. The 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 thing about that is they never tell us much. They never show us much. We're just seeing these pods and stupid shit. And everything else, yeah. right? Like, and, and it's just that over again. Like, what, what's going on here? Like, let's see. Like, and, and the part that they're like, say the humans, and they're still they're actually in the real world. They're just like hidden a cave. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, they're just like in this random spot. Like, well, the animatrix, nothing. the animatrix does kind of explain a little bit about it. I actually did get to watch it, and what happened was pretty much society created uh, robots. There was this whole situation where this robot killed the, these humans, and so there was this her, huge trial about it. After that trial happened, they decided to try to kill as many robots as they could, and all the robots uh, segregated to this this place in Iraq, which was called uh, I think it was called um, Zero One, which is a reference to One Hundred One, Zion, also the room number that mm -hmm. uh, Neo is in in the first Matrix is a huge Easter egg. It's the, also the number of the uh, the the room that Morpheus, Neo, and Trinity walk into when they first meet the Merovingian. I mean, zero one is also the binary code. You know exactly. What I'm saying? So yeah, like, there's a lot of that. There's a lot but, of that. But, but here goes the thing: is my point though is is Alex is not like the explanation of it. Like, there's an opportunity if you wanted to do something different. Where had they like kind of failed us at? Like, they failed us on showing us the real world. Like we spend all of our time in the matrix pretty much. It's like almost why do we even go to the real world parts? Because it don't mean anything. Even when so-called like the 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 good guys win, like it never shows us anything, even in the real world. We're still like floating around in the matrix. Like my thing is is like I would love to have possibly seen like go a little different in this one. Maybe like the whole point of this is for all the humans to wake up. We've had four movies. And none of them wake up except for this very few amount. Like, it would be cool to see this yeah. army of humans get out of their battery packs and just be like, no, this crap ain't for me. And us have this grand scale just like they basically blow the Matrix up. They force the humans to come out. They force the humans to see what's happening and have this grand scale like fight or battle or something. Like, I just think... Bro, you've done four yeah. movies where you still just yeah. hang out in the and Matrix, like that's my. That probably might be what they were trying to set it up, set up to. Yeah, and, and it's a bit of a missed opportunity. And I would agree with you there, Justin, because it's like the these movies and this make another one make they make a point in this one to be like 
Well, Neo kind of says, oh, it doesn't matter. The Matrix is still shitty. Like, you know, uh, the people are still stuck in there. There's all these people that are still stuck in there. And then Neil Patrick, Harris, Neil Patrick Harris's character later uh, talks about it as well. It's like, you know, you do whatever you want to the Matrix in here. You can kind of control it and manipulate it and make your own world, basically. But you're still going to have all these sheep, all these people that are stuck in their pods, and they're never going to go anywhere because they like it, because they're kind of... They like it too much, and they're never going to want to experience free will. And it's an interesting an analogy and a theme to, like, real world that there are a lot of people that are just kind of drones, you know, and go about their days and, and are in, are kind of like that in that sense. But I do feel like that that is an interesting idea, Justin, that maybe they could have explored instead of this movie, which we can talk about the third act here as well a little bit, a bit just being like a Trinity rescue mission. Maybe if they had done something a little different and gone, oh, well, maybe we'll explore almost everybody in this sort of rebellion, or maybe in Matrix Revolutions, because it's called Matrix Revolutions, that could have also been an interesting idea. It was like, how do we fight the machines? Well, everybody then breaks free. So it's, a, it's an interesting thing. Well, kind of also, also you got to consider, um, and that's a big theme that they could run into if they want to make another one of these movies, is that if you want to unplug everyone – people are able to harness the matrix and able to do as much as they can have like the, the, you know, they can um, access all these powers. They know Kung Fu, um, all this kind of stuff. It's like making everybody superheroes. And so that would be a huge dilemma as to what this story, what this other story could be. Yeah, but they're only superheroes inside the matrix, Alex. I mean, like if you look at no, Keanu I'm saying in the first series, if they're unplugged, they come in the real world and then they get plugged into to go into it again, they're able to be. Uh, oh, I see what you're saying. So, like, you leave the Matrix, come out, and then go back in. But I'm talking about leaving the Matrix, man. Like, isn't the whole point to me is like we're all like just sitting here. Like, when the whole Matrix thing started, when the first movie came out, it was basically like the height of technology starting to get bigger and bigger, and everything else. We're starting to have things like cell phones and all this stuff, and we're all plugged in. Like, that's supposed to be kind of the joke, right? Like, is this movie is about a movie to where technically everyone is plugged in, like just like we are. Like you go and sit down with your family at a dinner and everybody's got their phones out because we're all plugged in. Well, that's not what the first the one was about. The first one was about when people were just in this constant of having to work 24-7, get up, go to work and come back. But the phone thing, that is something they should have it should have, you know, touched upon more in this one. They may alluded to it a little bit, but like it wasn't as something as so superior it wasn't a thing yeah because i always looked at the first matrix to me and the reason why i liked it a lot was because i looked at it as we're all literally plugged into the system like the internet was getting so big and everything else We're like society we all yeah. yeah we all cared about going and doing those things and everything else and like you said too along with you got to go to your job and then you get home and then you just go and sit on your computer you're not really doing anything that kind of stuff but like i don't know like to me it's part of the story that they never really told that I would have liked to seen is like all the humans getting out of their cocoons and we're, we're having this battle to try to take earth back because to um, me, it's just a revolving circle. It's almost like we're fighting to get out, but then we never get out. Yeah. Like nobody ever gets out except for like this small amount of people that are still living out there with the robots like hid. Like, I don't know. I mean, like eventually it gets to the point where I'm kind of like, what's the point? Isn't the whole point is to like free the humans. Like I thought that was the point. Like, Hey, let's get free. Let's like live in the real world. Let's take the world back. 
Like, but nothing ever happens. Like, they they're still all there. Like that whole sacrifice. I think one of the things is is like so at the end of the Matrix Three, like that movie or not, that whole sacrifice they make at the end to save everyone supposedly didn't save shit. No, it's meaningless. They just got back into a. <laughs> they just got back their ass into a damn cocoon again. Yeah. Well, and they then, did. Like, it did rid all of the people of being Smiths. It did that, I guess. Oh uh, well, yeah, maybe. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I kind of like Smith. He's kind of cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, cool glasses. Um, I but no, I was just I was actually gonna mention. Um, you know, after watching the animations, they did. There's uh the first kind of series of clips. It's the it's a uh, nine shorts in the world of the Matrix, but they talked about how robots came into the society and essentially how it all happened was that society created robots. There was a trial that happened. And so this robot killed this human, this whole trial happened. And so they pretty much executed the robot and all these robots segregated to this, uh, to this place called uh, zero one, like I mentioned in Iraq. And so they created more and more robots. And so then there was this whole peace treaty that uh, the United Nations tried to make with them and it didn't work so well. And so then they just declared war with each other and this went after them and after them. And there was even cyborgs at this time. Like there was people that looked like normal people, but they're actually cyborgs. It's like mate, it's like Blade Runner. And so then society decided to do one last thing is called Operation Darkstorm. And so they took these planes and uh, they took black smoke and covered the whole world in black smoke. That's why in the Matrix, why the sky is all dark. And then at the end, major revolutions, they fly out and you see the, the world itself. Um, and society lost in that fight. And all the robots plugged the people, the people that were still around, into these batteries so they could harness and be in this program called the Matrix. And that's essentially how it all happens. I just wanted to give that little one. a very passive aggressive way to try to win a fight. Like, yo, guys, <laughs> we're going to get a bunch of planes and we're going to like throw black smoke in the sky. I know that's stupid. Them. Yeah, that would that would get, get them. them. No, like was all the robots solar powered? I I guess. So, I mean, or I, something maybe? like that. But, I don't know. But if they're solar powered, oh, never mind. I guess. And how does the the clouds just stay in the sky for this long? It seems like they. That would that's I know that's the interesting thing. I they might have some kind of weird atomic radioactive yeah, okay. cloud thing. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, um, but yeah, we can talk about like the other things in this movie. We talk about the Merovingian. We talk about you know, um, we can get to that part. Um, we yeah, did they brush upon it a little bit, but we, yeah, we, they wasted him, man. They wasted he was just like him. screaming about like sequels and I hate and spinoffs and what. what I don't that? know. I like classic poetry. What happened to Monica Bellucci? I mean, I mean, what? Yeah, <laughs> you don't waste but, Lambert Wilson like this, man. Come on. But no, like my my biggest thing though is, is like I said, when we get to this part of the movie, I'm like, all right, cool, they're in the Matrix, but now I'm wanting to get eye popping stuff, and that's my biggest complaint, I guess, is like. I got okay stuff. I got good stuff. I think to a certain point, there was some cool little scenes. There was a cool moment here and there and everything else. But it's like, bro, like there's only reason why you make this movie is because of the simple fact of you're like, man, we can really outdo ourselves now with the technology today. You know what I'm saying? Like, Oh, we can really outdo what we did back in 99 and the early two thousands. We can really up the scale here. And to me, they didn't. No. To me, I could go back and watch the original Matrix, like I said, and get just as much of enjoyment out of it and get these cool scenes that I've never seen before at that time. Like, you have the opportunity to make things better, and I don't think none of that stuff got better. It just kind of stayed the same. 
And so then it's yeah. like, well, what are we really here for? And then it turns out that it kind of ends almost the same way as the first matrix, except for this time it's Trinity giving a warning to the person that's like over this thing. Like, okay, things are about to change. Just like whenever Keanu gets in the phone booth and he does that last thing and he flies off. Like that was cool because it was the first time, but like this ending is pretty much the same thing, except they switched uh, the person from Neo to, uh, to, to Trinity. Right. Like, but, but it ends basically the same fly. way. So it's like, what, what are we supposed yeah. to expect now? Like it doesn't move or push the narrative further. And there wasn't groundbreaking, like just awesome and amazing, like action set pieces that happened that knocked yeah. your socks off. Like yeah. in the second one, right. That whole road, like when they doing the whole chase and stuff like that. And the second, we watched that and that part's good. Yeah. Dagan, yeah. I, yeah. Dagan, that part's amazing. So like, I like that even scene. though, yeah. Yeah. Even though like uh, it wasn't the first one, they kind of had that really cool scene that you can always go back and enjoy. Like, oh, crap. Like, look, they up to Annie in the action. Look what all this crap is happening with these cars and everything. It was pretty cool. They did something different and new, like even based on upon the first one. Right. Like and everything. So at least you could go back to that. And this movie is like, nah, man, I'm not I'm not going back there because that fight was the best I've ever seen. Yeah. I'm not going back there because they did some really cool stuff in the Matrix that was super awesome and impressive. Like, I'm sorry, but Keanu doing this to block bullets three or four times, that didn't really like, uh, yeah. Like after the, the first time I saw it, I was like, ah, cool dude. He's like stopping a bunch of bullets from this like helicopter. You know what I'm saying? But like beyond that, it's like guys like, uh, okay. I, I Look, don't, this is to me. If you make a movie yeah. like this, you have to have something that changes the game. You got to have right. versatility. Either you narratively, have... you need to have something that changes the game, either narratively or just effects-wise or just like set-piece-wise. Like you have these ideas. It's like, bro, we couldn't have did this in 99. We're about to do this, though, in 2021. We're about to give these people a treat where their eyeballs just explode watching the movie, right? Like that's my point is like you only make this movie if you have something like that. I just don't feel like they had that. They didn't have that. They didn't utilize that. And it just became another movie. Yeah. Can we Look, can we talk about this? can we talk about what we liked? Um, yeah, we we, we we can we could definitely get into that. But I want to just quickly piggyback on on what Justin was saying there. That and we I'll maybe we'll talk about this a little bit too when, when we do this uh, this next segment. Which yeah, which we can kind of get into here about what we liked and what we didn't like. So we'll we'll go around the horn and talk about it. But I think for me. Like, the biggest detriment maybe that this movie has is what sort of Justin was just saying. They didn't really try anything new. I think they just – they really no. tried to go back and, and redo a lot of the stuff. And then, as you were saying, like, in their minds, try to re-up or, or, or um, one-up kind of the effects that they, they did. In it. And the execution just didn't – it wasn't really there. Um, but I think, you know, the, this movie had some really interesting concepts. So, uh, again – even like the other Matrix sequels, which I, I talked about uh, not liking as much, uh, there's some interesting concepts in there. So I definitely like that. Um, there's some really good stuff between uh, Neo and Trinity in this movie. As I said, I think Carrie Ann Moss does a great job with what she was given with with Trinity here. Uh, and I love that moment in the, the cafe, which is the simulate. Simulate. Yeah, uh, where she sort of has the moment that she they sort of set this up. They had this elaborate rescue plan to get Trinity out, uh, and part of that, there's, a, I think, a lot of it that went over my head. It was a big expedition dump by uh, Sati, 
um, which uh, if it's supposed to be 60 years later, I mean, I think she's, she's like nearly 70 at this point and definitely doesn't look like that. I don't know what the science is there with that character. I guess she's a computer program, so it doesn't really matter, but, um, in terms differently of, in the TVA. Yeah. Well, true. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I love that moment with Trinity where she sort of says, I, I never like, don't fucking call me Tiffany. Like, I never liked that name kind of thing. And then she starts kicking ass. Yeah, um, it's just that, yeah. It, um, although it didn't really feel earned. It sort of came out of nowhere. No, it didn't. That, you know? That's the big criticism I have of this movie is that her yeah. turn to Trinity did not feel well earned. It didn't feel like, what was the right, what was, what was the trigger that made her go, I'm going to embrace this shit. Yeah. What was it? She didn't want to listen yeah. to them kids crying like tonight. She didn't want to have to be making them dinner. Shut up. Yeah. yeah. Be quiet, yeah. younger. Be quiet. Uh, like, she didn't want to have to right. make that food tonight like and everything else. So. Yeah. Yeah. So I think to, to sum up, uh, the things I liked, I liked the concepts. Um, the acting was good at times. The actors did the best of what they could with it. Uh, we didn't really talk about old Naomi as much, but no, that was no. one example. Like I, you know, Jada Pinkett Smith is great, but it was so obvious that she is not like 90 years old or whatever the character is supposed to be here. It was clearly yeah. Jada Pinkett Smith in old lady makeup. Um, so uh, again, that, that kind of didn't work for me, but I did like the concept of exploring that they've are able to harvest certain DNA structure or molecules from the matrix and turn them into like fruit, like strawberries and, and everything. Awesome. Yeah. That was really cool. So like uh, talking about things I liked, that was another thing that I liked. Um, and then what we did, what I didn't like, I mean, it sort of got talked into it, talked about it a lot here as we've gotten into it. But um, first act, I thought was really good and interesting concept they set up, but I didn't like how it then it sort of dissolved into just, to continuing where we left off at Matrix Revolution and a lot of the stuff that I didn't like about the sequels, I thought kind of came back. Um, and again, they didn't do anything new. Uh, so this movie was very in the middle for me um, overall. But I think to sort of as we wrap up here, we'll go around. Um, we'll, we'll go to go to you uh, next, Alex, uh, and then end with Justin in terms of like overall what you liked and what you didn't like. Well, I did like, first of all, this is probably the biggest uh, plus I'll give this movie. Um, I And, you know, I'll say this about the story-wise. Yeah, it's not treading any new ground, but I'll say they do interesting new character stuff, um, or character story stuff. Um, I do like the whole thing about the connection between Neo and Trinity in this one. Like, both of them are considered the one. I like that whole idea. Yeah. This is a different version of The Matrix, a different version of the program. I guess you could say. Could you say they're a diode in the force? Um, well, maybe. Oh yeah. wow! You could also say they're. You know, um, there's so many themes that that kind of allude to this about. You know, Thomas Anderson works at a company called Binary. You know, the ones and zeros, zero right. one. It's the one like, and the zero. It, yeah, it goes on and on throughout. Yeah, Darth Vader right there in the flesh. Um, also, <laughs> although I will say, Carrie Ann Moss is definitely not a zero. She is still a ten. At age fifty-five or whatever she is now, what a stunning! Put that one from woman. that zero, baby. There we go. Hey, yeah. <laughs> hey, how we do? Um, uh, oh, and uh, so I was going to ask you, Alex. Um, yes. The big reveal at the end is that she can fly, and she's got all the what the powers that sort of uh, Keanu yes. had in the first movie. And then the next scene, we sort of see him flying around too. So is it that he can also he can't fly, but then he can fly, and they both have the same powers? 
you, um, you really know what it is what it is there because it didn't really make it clear. i think they probably like well maybe we could explain this but then we're like well shit how much how much movie we got uh <laughs> uh we got uh, all we right got uh, got one, minutes. one more um, scene left so no no wrap it up we can't we can't yeah <laughs> Um, I think I think that's what happened, and also like in the in the first Matrix, we never really got to know. Oh, Neo could fly. Yeah. We didn't know that. You know that was completely new to us. Until the um, end. Yeah, until yeah, the end. Um, you know, I did like the whole moment. So the analyst particularly was really weird to me. Um, yeah. But you know, rewatching it a little bit, his whole idea, his demeanor is to keep Neo in the Matrix. While also dealing with these fluctuations in his own reality, his own pocket of uh, you know of how he lives, is that you know he's trying to be uh, he's trying to refrain back into the matrix. The analyst is he's trying to keep him in there, and I like the alluding to whether or not you know he's questioning himself. Neo's questioning himself, or Thomas Anderson's questioning himself. Uh, you know, am I just in this weird illusion? And I'm not actually this guy, or am I? Or, you know, I, I like that kind of stuff. That stuff was kind of worked for me. I like, you know, we talked about this the evolution of the Sentinels and the Sentinels, the the robots that could work. However, they didn't serve or do as much in this movie. Um, and Dagan, you know, you mentioned stuff that there was kind of stuff that kind of bled over from the sequels into here, and I think that was some stuff that you you didn't like necessarily. Um, I, I kind of like that kind of stuff. However, they didn't really use them uh, other than just trying to get Neo out of the pod and stuff um, for just device, plot devices. Um, I liked how it was, uh, you know, in the first Matrix movie, when Neo finds out about the pill and stuff like that and he gets recruited, you don't really get to see much about his life other than him sitting on a computer or doing something like that. In this one, they kind of show the reality of what he has to face if he were to just keep taking the blue pill. Um, right. And so I like that. That 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 was kind of cool, um, especially when Neo and and also when Neo saying "fuck," that was great. Like we <laughs> mentioned earlier, um, this is a kind of a little plot hole. If Neo was that scene when Neo is about to jump, and he's drinking. He drinks like that whole bottle of vodka, and he's like, "I can fly, right?" And he gets saved by uh, bugs, right? And he uh, sees the bird flying away. Oh, it doesn't seem that hard. Yeah, she and uh, you know she takes him in. Um, then he question. Uh, so this is what happens: Neo gets into the portal and was drunk after you know having some vodka and stuff. And so then he then questions once he's receiving when he's once he's received the red pill by her. After they go through the portal and everything like that, and he says. <laughs> He says whether this is reality or not. That was a big like, man, come on, bro. You went through a portal. I mean, yes, you're drinking. Okay, I get it. I mean, we've all had our days. Justin, Justin's, yeah. you know, we all had our days. Um, but I guess I went the through pill, a portal in Los Angeles. Uh, I, I bet so. I bet so. Um, I but I guess that red pill was like Pedialyte for him. I guess it was fine. You know, um, the cinematography and the music and the lighting were great. I, I liked it all. The action again wasn't something I necessarily liked, but overall, you know, I and and this is another big plus I'll say I love being in this world again. I just liked it, you know. Um, I and I enjoy watching this movie. Uh, I know it has a lot of problems, and I know it's not perfect, but I enjoy watching it. If it's on, I'll watch it, you know. But it's not a thing like 
it's nothing world shattering or world breaking or you know yeah. setting a trend. Um, but yeah, the gravitas of some of the actors that they put in here wasn't as great as you know someone like uh, Florence Fishburne or Hugo Weaving. Um, though those actors that, that that were put in here, were I don't fault them for that. Those are two like people that just have that thing. You're not. It's going to be hard, like super hard, to go find people <coughs> to take that yeah. kind of gravitas out. And and if you think it's not going to be as good, then I think your decision should have been at that point is not to bring them in. Like, why do we have to have, you know, uh, what's the name, Lord Fishmore's character? Like, why do we have to have him come back? You know why does uh why do we have to have Mr. Smith? Like, oh, I don't, I don't think you, I don't I was think Hugo Weaving was gonna, would want anything to do with this franchise anymore. I think that's part of why we didn't. I was gonna. That, yeah, I don't go think he could on. do anything. I don't think he could do any of the action anymore. I mean, he's kind of old, but yeah, yeah I think there was a lot of stunt guys. Hey man, he's was, Red Skull, son. I, well, the well, I mean, that was back in what 2009? I think he was done with franchises. Period. <laughs> after that, and those Hobbit prequels, but. Yeah, yeah, go ahead, Alex. But um, no, I was going to ask you guys kind of that kind of alludes to actually one of the questions I was going to ask Dagan, and I can throw it over to Justin as well. Did you think there was a reason why they wanted to um, not bring uh, Morpheus or the actor? Because I was talking to this one guy at the at the cinema, and uh, he was saying, um, he was just asking, he's like, "Hey, man, was there a reason why? Did they ever explain why? Because he hasn't seen the movie yet. He was curious about watching it, but he was like." Was there a reason why they didn't bring Lawrence Fishburne? There's all kinds of reasons. Didn't he not money, want to do possibly. it? Possibly. It could have been money. Could have been yeah. like he's older now, a lot older. Just like you <clears> thought <throat> about, like Lawrence Fishburne is be old as shit right now. Like so that kind of thing. And like I said, it made sense to me that in this new Matrix, you know, that like the the some of the people were kind of there, but they didn't look the same because it would actually like make neo the character inside the story or whatever in this new metrics like think that oh everything was fake like look this is like obviously somebody that kind of reminds me of maybe mr smith here but it obviously it's not exactly the same person this person right here was this right <clears throat> they, they look different like oh so obviously i'm living in my head and i may believe the story like i think that helps that out my thing is is like after that point do you bring the old actors back into that position but there's a bunch of reasons why they didn't have that uh, my biggest thing that I liked in this film is that that first part of the story, because to me, that was new and fresh, right? Like they had this opportunity to tell a tale. And to me, they had this opportunity to, to give us this adventure, almost like an American psycho style movie where you don't know what's real and what's not us as the audience we have to kind of make up our mind, like, is what's happening happening if it's not happening? And then it felt like a little bit into the second half, they just, like, stopped. They killed that part of the movie. Like, they just told you that was all BS. Like, yeah. and to me, that was an opportunity to me. Like, I was, like I said, I was really hyped at the first part of this film because I was like, oh, man, they got the opportunity to make my mind just turn circles the rest of this movie. The rest of this movie, I'm guessing, is what I'm seeing real? Is this part of this dude coming up with a new sequel to a video game? Or is it real? And just <clears throat> went back and forth, all movie pretty much, to me, until finally, right? There could have been that big moment, like at the end, instead of uh, when the analyst actually comes out and kind of shows himself and stops everything and shows that he's, like, more powerful and he's able to control more stuff. and, and Neo Bullet time! Like, 
yeah, yeah, Neo can't do all this other stuff and everything else, right? Like, so my point with that is, it's like, bro, like that could have been a big reveal, like in the third act, close to the end, right? And then you have a big battle or something after that, right? That closes out the movie and everything else. But to me, it was like, yeah, they could have really messed with your head this whole movie. Like, there wasn't is it a lot of philosophical real? Is, is it because he's not taking his medication again? Like, what's happening right now? That literally could have been the roller coaster that you were sent on. And then finally something happens, right? And the analyst, like Neo, finds out. This analyst guy, this guy that I think is my shrink that's supposedly helping me this whole time is actually this thing holding me back. He's actually, <clears throat> we are actually in the Matrix. And this whole thing has been a ruse to me would have been a cool story. And I was hyped because I thought that's what kind of story we were getting. And then when we just go back to the matrix and it's not the fact that you just went back to the matrix, it's the fact you went back to the matrix and didn't really do anything, do anything new. Yeah. Well, they didn't revitalize the whole world and create IO and right. Yeah. Like that, that you just didn't do anything while you were there. Like you gave Trinity like some, now she can do the same thing Neo could do in the first trilogy. Like, okay, cool. Yeah. That's cool that Trinity's got, like, she's a she's kind of a badass, but you look at it and it's like, bruh, you didn't really give me nothing here. Like, there's no fight scene. There, everything in this movie, I could pick another film in the original trilogy that had a part better than it is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Not right, that any yeah. of this stuff was bad. Yeah. Like I said, I overall enjoyed the movie, but not that any of this stuff was bad per se, but I can just go right. back to the first trilogy and go, well, that was a better fight scene there. Absolutely. This was a better act uh, set piece there. This was actually a really cool and new idea here because it's the first time we ever seen it. And like I said, you had that opportunity with the whole game thing here to kind of like give us this other amazing kind of like, oh, moment. Like, Capitalize and on you that. didn't yeah. do it. Like you just no. ended it like. Uh, before half the movie's over with, it's already known that this is bullshit, that the Matrix is what it has always been. Like, you kind of just, that was kind of a bummer to me. I thought there was going to be more of an interesting tale to tell there. It's like you set up this really cool, interesting thing where it's like, oh, bro, was the Matrix fake this whole time? Was it we just living in this dude's messed up head making a video game? And now they're trying to make a sequel? Is this what's really happening? And you could have just been messing with us, and you didn't do it. Didn't take the opportunity to it. It wasn't as philosophical either. And uh, also, yeah. I wanted to mention Ryan Payne's comment. Um, it seemed the analyst screwed himself when he used Neo's and Trinity's bond to build his new Matrix because practically turned Trinity superhuman. I mean, that's the thing. It's kind yeah. of that's kind of a weird plot hole where it's like, well, we don't want to bring them together, but they'll become the super powerful thing. But that was the whole idea of it. Then, like, why did you have to do it like that? You could have made Trinity a completely different person. Um, I guess the whole thing is that, well, we didn't get to talk about this, is that in the movie, you see reflections of these guys, of Neo and, and Trinity themselves in the real world. Or not the real world, the, the Matrix. And they look different. So maybe that, that has to maybe do something. But they never really utilize that idea and you know what? That part that you were talking about in the movie when they're in the cafe and she like cha changes her, her mind and says like screw her family and stuff because like they're fake. Uh, we're in the Matrix. Yeah, and I didn't like this. that part. Like No, no. But here goes the problem with that part. There was a really cool and I was actually digging it a little bit. There was that really cool thing to where you're thinking this was possibly this video game thing and that Neo, this person that was shy, you know what I'm saying? Like that didn't really want to reach out to her 
that thought she was this amazing, beautiful woman. Like they led up to that, right? To where he finally went up and talked to her and stuff and everything. And like you realize, holy crap, like this lead lady that was in this video game thing he created was all based on this woman that he has seen every day because he went to this coffee shop. But that's a cool story. And then you just told me it was all bullshit. <laughs> yeah. Like you just literally, you literally told me it was bullshit. Like, like, like the whole thing. So now when she turns and that makes it cheaper to me whenever she tries to say like, Oh, screw this, screw the family. Right. Like I'm going to join Neo because that's where I'm supposed to belong. It's like, what? Like, bro, you, you totally screwed the pooch on that. I tell you what, they, I don't think they the did pooch. very well in the first trilogy. This is one thing I can say that the directors of the first trilogy and the director of this trilogy does not know how to tell a love story. It is, it is attack of the clones bad, <laughs> right? When you watch, uh, when I, uh, no, no, hold on. When you rewatch the first matrix, there is no reason for her to be like, I love you. They didn't set none of that crap up. Why? Because he's supposed to be the one. And like well, she got by the Oracle, there was no big moments where he, there, 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 there was like any scenes where, they were talking and got to build a relationship. It was just like oh, that was wait. a big criticism I had about the first one, uh, Justin. Yeah. That's um, I mentioned that, that love story Danny. sucked, dude. It sucked. That's the worst part about the movie. <clears throat> is I'm like, what the like? What it's destiny? To, it's fate. Yeah, but it's not. You're about not building to do. To it. They're not look, they it. they basically pulled off the beauty, the sleeping beauty kiss thing, without none of the story about why they would love each other so much, like. Like, bro, I don't get it. Like, what? Y'all did a couple of missions together. Like, was there some time they didn't show us or where they were, like, hanging out in the, you know, corner? Like, yo, hey, girl, what's up? Yeah, you know what I get like, I get that there's no mo not as much motivation there because it's almost like she kind of has to fall in love with him because that's her destiny kind of thing. So I get your complaint about that, Justin, but I do think what makes up for it a little bit is the chemistry that both Keanu Reeves and Carrie Ann Moss yeah, have yeah, they, they together have on chemistry. screen. And I think in this movie in particular, it shines even more so than in well, the, the first three. So I, I really, really give props to those actors no, I will for say doing that, the best like, that they could screen, with, with those roles. Listen, they have the chemistry of being like two of the best like uh, duos and on a basketball team. That's the kind of yeah. – they don't have the – we about to go make sweet love in the bedroom chemistry. Like that's my problem. Like, right. Like they got, we can go play basketball together and I'll dish you dimes all night. Well, that's why that second, that that's why that scene in the like, second movie was so they, weird. They, they have like, we, yeah. we both karate masters and can kick 10 guys asses at the same time chemistry, but they don't have like, you know, Hey baby, turn on that candle. You know what I'm saying? Like they don't have that kind of chemistry to me. Like that, that's the thing I'm talking about. It's like, they have like best friends. Sort of chemistry. a romantic, romantic like, chemistry. Yeah, the, like, the, people that have known each other for many years. That kind of sucks. Like even in the original trilogy, their chemistry though is like working together as a team and being like best friends, like and stuff like that, and kind of knowing like, oh yeah, like this. In which this, they didn't this, have to be romantically well, involved. They didn't have to be romantic inclined. No, I agree. Like, but they made it. They made it. Shang Chi showed that. Like Shang Chi, like it was a it's a man and a woman working together. You know, you thought maybe they could hook up, but they never did. But Bro, it, they it, did the whole like let me kiss you on the lips to bring you back to life in the first movie. So they no, I'm not talking about me. To... <laughs> I'm talking about Chi, you mother. Look, let me clear something up here. Part of the reason these two are are involved, uh, at least their characters in the in this movie, is because it's Keanu Reeves and Carrie Ann Moss, and they're two of the most Absolutely. attractive actors that we we have in Hollywood, even now in their fifties. 
And so put them together. They look hot on screen. Uh, throw the leather on there, although they didn't not not in this one. But um, yeah, I, I think I think it was it was fine. I, I get what you're saying about the characters themselves, but I think the actors are are great. So it kind of Absolutely. makes up for it. Yeah. Uh, but we we are sort of rambling here, and we've been going on for about an hour and a half. So let's let's try to uh, wrap this thing up here as, as we sure. as we go. Um, but I, I will say that it's sort of my my final thoughts on this is that the first Matrix movie is such an all-time classic and, and will still always be, uh, I think, one of my favorite movies of all time in my top ten. And I think it's just tough to really match that. And, I, you know, we've had three sequels so far, and they never really quite hit those same heights well, you know why, that they though? did in that, in that first movie. Why is it, Justin? Well, no, sweet love. No, the, no, the answer is easy. <laughs> it's because that first movie showed you something new and different. Yeah. They, they already pulled the rug on that, right? They showed you that in their first film. So all these other films can't give you that. Like, they just can't. Yeah. The only way they could have done that is if they did what, I, what I've been saying pretty much this whole time. If they would have stuck with, oh, my God, this whole thing's been, this dude is crazy. And when he gets, like, if he's not taking his medication or if he's not getting help, like he could lose himself into this new world that he built in his own brain. And then that's where he's getting these stories from that became this awesome video game for people across the world. And in that reality, right? It's a beautiful mind. That would have been new. That would have been shocking. That would have been revealing. That would have gave this movie a chance to do the same thing that some, like the first one did. That's the problem. Once you reveal to us that crazy goodness of like, oh my God, my mind's blown. You're walking out of the theater for the first time after watching The Matrix. I know all you people that watch this on replay or whatever. If you get to this point, you're going to hear this and you're, you're going to be like, yeah. Thank you for because, sticking with us for this yeah, long, by the way. Yeah, you walk through the theater and you <laughs> walk outside, like you walk through the parking lot. And you were thinking to yourself, oh, my God, what if I'm a fucking battery for robots? Like, I that's mean, your thought look, process. You're actually thinking about, like, could this actually happen? Like, it blows your mind. It blows your no, brain. No, Justin. Actually, I am convinced. I am convinced that we are living in a giant computer simulation. Okay. The Matrix but, but, is a documentary. But that's my point, though. So, like, your idea and your thought process me came from that. that movie. Yeah. But it came from that, though. That's what I'm yeah. saying. Is like, that opened exactly. your eyes to something new and extravagant. Yeah, it, none of the other films can do that no more, right? Because they're just doing the same thing. Over they're just again. trying to do the, the hit the That's same it. beats from the first movie, and they never can quite top that. They're always trying That's to one up themselves. You can't have that same and, reveal again. Yeah, you can't and, unless you turn us one eighty, which I thought they were doing in this movie, but they decided not to. They yeah. stayed in the lane, and when you stay in that lane, there's nothing new. There's no revealing. There's no like, oh my god, my mind's blown moment. Because they can't give it to you again if they just keep showing you the, the Matrix is how they set it up. But that's all my thoughts. That's there was an after credits. Yeah, I think I think that's what it comes down to. Yeah, we want to quickly talk about that uh, cat jokes or cat I videos. I didn't. I didn't watch it. I just heard it. <laughs> it's the panel that they introduced uh, earlier on in the film inside the Matrix, the computer, uh, the computer game designers. And they're talking about cat videos. That is the after credit scene. Um, but I will say this movie overall, I didn't hate it uh, nearly as much as I maybe hated like Matrix Revolutions. Um, it's just that it didn't really do. Uh, I love the new concept that it introduces. Justin was saying in the first. I part think it's of the, the movie. second best film in the franchise. But 
I think that uh, other every other everything other than that when it just tried to be beat, Matrix though. Four uh, was yeah it's it's a low bar that they set with those sequels and this one I think goes over it a little bit so we'll go around the horn here and give our overall rating. Uh, mine is out of ten. I know you, your rating systems might be a little bit different. Uh, I'm gonna give this one. I think okay. So to recap, first Matrix movie I get a, gave a perfect score, ten out of ten. Matrix Reloaded, I think I went a little bit below average, 4.5 out of 10, I believe. That's too low, bro. Matrix, uh, Matrix, I see it because I get five, five is right in the middle, so I would say a little bit real, but again, I think I dislike that movie more than you you guys. Matrix Revolutions, I gave a one out of 10. I do not like that movie at all. I think it's easily the worst out of all these, but I think for Matrix Resurrections, Given everything that I've said, I know I had some problems with it, but I did not hate it nearly as much as the other two. So I'm going to go a little bit above average here. I'm going to go 5.5 out of 10, which may sound low, but uh, I, I think that it's, again, that's slightly above the, the middle of the road. I wanted, right. I wanted to guys? do this. I wanted to do this. Um, after we give our full, full kind of thoughts and then the rating, I want us to guess what's the rating that we're going to give the movie. So like I want okay, to well, I, I already spoiled. Um, I know. What, I know you already did. I, but I, I can guess what you guys. Question. I can guess what you guys are going to give it. Uh, I would say Justin's going to give it like a six or six and a half. I've, I've already 10. said it. I've already said that. I think I you already spoiled that already. earlier. But that makes sense <laughs> given everything so far. Alex, I'm going to say you're going to give it because yours is out of five, correct? Yes. So I'm going to say you're going to give it like a three point. Yeah, he's too nice of a guy. He's gonna give like, yeah, he'll give it like a three point something. Yeah, 3. Don't even need the point part of it. But look, look, I'm getting it a six and a half. Uh, but here's the problem, and, and here's the reason. We just watched No Way Home. Mm. You know what No Way Home did? They took a story that we all knew, just like the first Matrix. They blew it up, gave us everything from everywhere, gave it all to us at the same time, and at the very end of this thing. It was all to reset it, though, so that Spider-Man actually becomes what Spider-Man was supposed to be because Spider-Man's never been able to be that kind of Spider-Man in the MCU universe until this point. Now he's at the poor apartment. Now he's wearing a suit that he made himself. Now he's Spider-Man that should have been in the original that we never got because he met Tony Stark so fast that we never really got to see that Spider-Man. They did it the right way. The Matrix had the opportunity. The Matrix had the opportunity to blow all that up and to restart us, to reboot us, per se, and they didn't do it. They just dangled it there a little bit, but just really didn't do it, didn't have the guts to like pull the plug on it all the way, no pun intended. That's why it's a six and a half. It could have been greater. It could have been better, but like I said, not a terrible movie. I'll turn it on again and watch it again. If I give it a rewatch, it's got to be above that five number, so it's at a six and a half. Go ahead. Yes. And Spider-Man... Spider-Man No Way Home, uh, but for me, gets a 10 out of 10. If you want to hear our spoiler-filled thoughts on Spider-Man No Way Home, go and check that review we did a week ago here right on Let's Get Ready Network, uh, if you want our full thoughts on that. Go ahead, Alex. Final grade. uh, Um, I gave gave Matrix 1 um, like an almost perfect score, like a 9 out of 10. My only complaint was the whole... The whole relationship between Neo and Trinity, it just felt like it was just destined, and that was it. That was literally my only criticism yeah. of that first movie. And like we, we, you know, you can go backtrack and watch that episode. 
That's what he said. Like instead of having free will, it was almost like they were made to have to be together. Yeah, it's destiny, and it's one of those things. It's like it, it is like it's like old storytelling, the hero's journey kind of thing. But I yeah, we it. didn't get it. We didn't get a lovely poem to make them fall in love or anything, or them sitting together. And a certain song came on. We we just got like, oh, you guys were born, so now y'all have to be together. Yeah, there yeah. is that. Um, so there's that. Uh, Matrix, <sighs> reloaded. I gave a three out of five. Um, I. I, again, I, I rewatched the whole trilogy right before I saw the fourth one. And um, I like them even more. I like the second, third one even more. And I think the first one just gets better and better every time um, I watch it. I, I just love that first movie. Um, but yeah, Reloaded is good. Uh, three out of five. And Revolutions, I, I still think it's good. It's just not as philosophical as the others. And it doesn't have it doesn't have a lot to say. And I think it's a big problem probably for what, you know, what you've experienced, Dagan, where it's just... It's not really offering too much. It's just action, explosion, extraction, boom, bang, boom. Our uh, fucking Neo CGI mess. Me- me- it's, it's a mess. Yeah. It, it is a mess with CGI and stuff. It's done. I think it's done all pretty well. I guess you could say for me, I, I think it's fine. Um, so I gave that. I think I gave that like a. I think I gave that like a two point five out of five. I probably yeah. raise that to a three actually. Um, this one I think is better. I gotta watch it again, honestly. I gotta watch this movie again to give uh, to to consider whether it's better than um, two. Um, but I, mm, but yeah, I would say it's probably better than uh, the other sequels. It just has a lot of ideas it's juggling with, and it really can't contain itself with those ideas, and that's a big problem that I think it has. Plus, it's not saying too much. But what I hope. What comes out of this is that they do a Matrix series. I hope they do something with this franchise. I still want them. I uh, people that are watching this go see in the theater. I, I want. I want more Matrix stuff. Just. I just think Wachowskis. They need to find an heir apparent like uh like yeah. um like a John Favreau or um who's the guy who's the, uh, Dave Filoni. Dave Filoni. They, they need. Yeah. They need. They need their they need Dave Filoni. Yeah. Um for developing um more kind of matrix content because i think they've kind of not run into the ground but just they just need to sit on the bench for a bit they can still consult yeah. and everything but um but no i would give this movie if i would give it out of 10 i'd probably give it a six out of 6.7 out of 10 um out <laughs> of five rate out of five out of out of uh, five out of or uh the five out of five rating i would probably give it yeah like a three point um six three point six out of five, look, I don't think this is a bad movie at all. I, I I enjoy this movie. It has a lot of problems. It's not perfect, but I like it. Like what Justin said in his tweet, not all movies are perfect. This one kind of is the same thing for me. It's not perfect, but, you know, I like it. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. Yeah. Not as good as No Way Home. Just and I love the first well, Matrix, yeah. but, but I'm not like. <laughs> but I don't want to crazy big fan like that. I want to. I don't want to make the. Like, right. Yeah. I like the first Matrix, but I'm not like, this crazy like the biggest fan of the Matrix like some people are. So like, I get it. Like if you love the first Matrix <laughs> movie and it's like near and dear to your heart, you're gonna like these sequels a little better than people that aren't the biggest fan of the first one, right? Like yeah. that's just gonna happen, and that's just where your grade's gonna be say higher than ours and everything else. But overall, this was an enjoyable movie with a lot Absolutely. of flaws, but it was still overall enjoyable. Yeah. Uh, I actually think Spider-Man has some flaws that some people won't even admit because they're just so hyped into that Spider-Man thing. Exactly. But that was, that was the thing. Spider-Man was still beautiful despite it. Right. Where this movie, I think, well, it's still looking good, but they like, both have you know, nostalgic like, ideals too. Yeah. yeah there's, there's a bunch of stuff happening here. 
And they're both nostalgia yeah. movies. Yeah, you're right. Like, you're bringing back all these old villains and stuff. It was done just in a better executed manner, I think, on the on the Spider-Man movie. But, yeah, man, let's get out of here. We've been talking almost yeah. as long as the damn movie happened. Any other thoughts, guys? Shows you got nope. coming up here? Uh, no, nothing. Nothing at all. We're, we're all over here. We're all over here on the Let's Get yeah. Ready Network where we talk about movies, talk about TV shows. Uh, we should be putting our last wheel of time uh, because the last episode dropped Friday here pretty soon. It's about what show. we're talking about the Wheel of Time series on the Amazon. Uh, overall, good show, man. I thought the finale like was it. pretty good. Uh, not knock your socks off, still, but it's still like it was pretty solid. I I, I like the fact that I watched it and spent the time to watch it. Uh, and uh, no, nah, man, just our normal things on Fridays or probably this Thursday, we're gonna have like a let's get ready hangout again where we uh sit around and talk about all the different stuff that we're liking or not liking. In Last the world one of 2021, man. It's yeah. Crazy uh, year. yeah, and before we start kicking off some of the Schmodown things, we'll probably have a special like for the reward show or something like that that's coming up in January at yes. some point. But until then, we're just going to be talking about cool stuff, games, movies, shows, whatever it is out there that you like in the world of entertainment. And you can catch Dagan on any given Schmo Day. Are yeah. y'all going to not do it? Actually, today? no, we yeah, got right? a couple shows coming up uh, this weekend, actually. Uh, first of which, the Dropkicks will be coming back here pretty soon. Right. Uh, and we're going to be doing our top 10 favorite or best matches of 2021. Nice. Uh, myself and Soda. That's going to be a we'll tough be thing to do there. Yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot of really good matches. So we got that. It's probably going to be dropping on New Year's Day, coming up here this Saturday. Plus, any given Schmo Day, uh, we did our, our award show uh, last week, and we didn't quite get, get through every everything. So we're going to have uh, both Kiwi Jess and Josh back on with myself and Corey. And we're going to be doing part two of our Schmodown Awards, uh, that our own personal awards that we'll be giving out for that. Nice. Plus, we got a couple other fun segments plan for that show as well as your phone calls and everything as well so uh exciting yep. stuff to kick off the new year here on the let's get ready network all right but uh if you want to you can join the discord and hang out with us every uh now and then and go check out the uh, website that Adelia does such an amazing job on talking about all kinds of stuff that we do here and with uh uh Schmodown. but that's it man absolutely alex justin Appreciate you guys uh, joining me here tonight on this Sunday evening. Uh, and, and Alex, especially for doing our Matrix rewatch reviews with me. It's been a lot of really fun conversation here. And we appreciate you all uh, watching might these videos and keeping up. Yeah, it looked like y'all had so much fun. We might even do that for Spider-Man. Yeah, yeah, we should. We should have like the, all the old Spider-Mans leading up to No Way Home. Yeah. So keep a lookout for all that, guys. And as always, thank you for We're supporting us here. We still have Animatrix. Still got Animatrix to do. We'll do that. Thanks for, for supporting us Wait, here on the that, Let's Get Ready Network. Movie? That's another Matrix movie. Oh, I thought it was a Pokemon movie. My bad. Oh. <laughs> Let's get no. the fuck out of here, guys. Have a great right. night, everybody. We'll talk to you all soon. Mm -hmm.